gorgeous listeners. We're happy to have you back at Throne Shade. Alan, Alan, how's it going? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. I'm excited to be back in business. We had a crazy couple of weeks. I got crazy sick. The child got sick, but everybody's <laughs> good. And now we're <laughs> we're back in the podcasting proverbial saddle. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we're ready to talk about demons, which is amazing. And I understand today we're going to talk about demons and like mitzvahs and Torah and stuff. Yes, we 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 covered Melech Hashedim over the last few episodes. Yeah, there will be the some king. right. There will be some more of that coming up even in today's episode. Okay. Hopefully, um, but I think it's time to move on to this topic, general topic of do Shedim keep the mitzvahs or not? Okay. Or should they? Should they not? What is the idea? Well, obviously they should. Well, not so obvious, right? Their purpose is to <laughs> cause harm, which would seem to go against. <laughs> right. But OK, fine. We'll we'll table my opinions for a moment and just the, dive into the text. The the definition of a mitzvah will maybe come into, you know, maybe it's different for people than it is for Shadim, I'm saying. Anyway, I, I feel as though you're about to give away the punchline. I'm not. I'm not. This is just an introduction. This episode is introduction to Kiyom HaMitzvah's Al pi shadim, right? Like um, keeping mitzvahs according to the shadim, right? Okay, okay, great mitzvahs, As, which I am not translating for the moment because you said the thing, and I don't want to get myself in any hot water. What, what did I say? You said the definition might be important. Oh, okay. So I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna take a stab at it. Okay. How about you do the text? Okay, fine. Okay, What's fine. our text that we're looking at today? So, like I said, introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the first part, I just want to mention some a Gemara we've mentioned in previous episodes at least once, maybe maybe more than once. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first pieces of Gemara that I came across that really explicitly talked about Shadim. Okay. It's a Gemara in Masechus Megillah. Okay. Where we learn that Shadim do not use Shem Shemaim, uh, God's name, in vain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. It's pretty explicit there, um, but we also find in Shari Zohar mentions a text from Igra de Pirka, which is a Hasidic work, mm-hmm. um, the Dinava Rebbe, uh, that he says that Levatala, which means in vain, mm-hmm. that's true. Shadim don't use the name of God in vain, but mm-hmm. they do use the name of God. Ooh. To what end? Well, right. So that's. Um, it says it says when necessary, based <laughs> okay. on when it's when it's in time of need. Well, no, so that's an interesting it's an interesting and kind of an important distinction. Mm-hmm. Humans, you know, Jews who want to do mitzvahs, yeah. would use the name of God for a bracha, for example. Sure. Right. So in that case, but but which but but would also try not to use the name of God in vain. Right. So what it would be saying in that case is that shading would possibly be doing the same thing as humans, right? They don't use the name of God in vain. We know that from the Gemara and Mazakta and Megillah. But they might use the name of God for holy purposes. Okay, so a bracha as in if you're saying a blessing, let's say you're about to eat something and there's a particular blessing over that piece of food, then in the formula for that blessing... Ah. You say God's name. Right. So it's, it's it's an example. It's necessary to use God's name in order to fulfill that particular mitzvah. Right. So you're suggesting, at least so far, that Shadim have to do that too. They might be doing that too. Okay. Yeah. Um, just, however, 
back to the other side of the coin for a minute. Mm. We also have another text from the Zayar Kodesh, um, where uh, which claims that they don't use holy names at all. Okay. So there's multiple opinions here. I'm shocked. Shocked to find that there's gambling happening in this <laughs> establishment. That's that's what... Um, you don't know the reference? Sorry, I don't. Okay. Whatever. It's Casablanca. Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, shocked. Shocked <laughs> that there's gambling. Anyway. Okay. No, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, sorry. This criterion collection is wrong. This <laughs> <laughs> is classic. Okay, I didn't yes. memorize every Criterion Collection movie like you did. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not true, but... Okay. Okay, moving on. Anyway, um, so that's sort of an introduction to the the topic and um, using the name of God, right? Mm -hmm. Good introduction is how I sort of got introduced to the whole idea. Right. Okay, but let's keep that in the sort of on the back burner for a while. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Okay. There's another Gemara in Masechus Gitim, which explains pretty explicitly that Ashmedai... Malachashadim, who we mentioned in previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, learns Torah in the yeshiva in the Shemaim and uh-huh. also in yeshiva on earth. Okay. Masifta. So not only. Masifta specifically. Okay. So I just want to emphasize that not only is Ashmedai spending time learning Torah, but he's got a dual curricula- curriculum. He's like yeah. doing it <laughs> in. Well, that's an interesting point. Right? It's an interesting point. You, you, could, you could easily make the argument that. Based on that, there are kind of two rules, if you will, for shading, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Right? Because there's, if, if why why else would Ashmedai have to learn Tyra in both places? Do you understand? Does he have to? Well, it says he does. So, he could be choosing. He could be choosing to. It is a mitzvah for for Jewish humans, uh-huh. right? To, to learn Tyra. Right. So we're still in that questionable gray area. Is it a mitzvah for Ashmedai or not? It seems from, from the Gemara that it to, be, to be implying that, yes, Ashmedai, Melech HaShedim, is learning Tyra. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I'm also saying, I'm just saying that, like, culturally speaking, Jews have also been, like, just deeply invested in the concept of education for a long time. So maybe that Ashmedai is just, like, you know is pursuing his passions and interests without getting (laughs) too deep into it. I mean, you could say that the reason the Jews have been (laughs) invested in education is because there's a mitzvah to learn. (laughs) Like, (laughs) ah, (laughs) that's maybe part of it. um, I don't know. There's other mitzvahs that like we're not so into and don't follow quite as well. uh, What? You know, maybe I don't uh, (laughs) know. Anyway, okay, Whatever. all right, okay. so so we're assuming that Ashmedai isn't just like going to yeshiva because it's his passion project. I, He's maybe obligated. I, let's find out. Let's okay. keep, let's, this is a little gray area, like I'm Great. saying, right? We're still figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, continuing on in that vein, mm-hmm. there's a, another Gemara. Actually, it's a Taisvis in Yavamais. Taisvis is going to feature here quite Tosafot a bit. in Yavamot. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, that uh, he brings from the Yerushalmi, and the Gemara in Yerushalmi. Mm-hmm. So there's two Talmuds, one from yeah. ba- Babylon and one from uh, Palestine, mm-hmm. uh, Yerushalmi. And um, in there, it's And says, usually, I'll just add the caveat that usually when people say the Talmud, they mean the one from Babylon. Usually, yeah. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, that in the Yerushalmi, mm-hmm. it, ex- it says pretty explicitly there that Yaina Sansheda, there's another shade with a name, Yaina Sansheda, mm-hmm. is actually called in, with the name Rabbi Yonasan. He's a rabbi. Really? Yes. Rabbi Yonatan or Rabbi Jonathan. Is, is actually a shade. Okay. Yonasan Sheda. Yeah. And he has the title of rabbi. So Wait, so Shadim can earned, get smicha? Basically, according, That's to, nuts. according to the Yerushalmi. Who would give smicha to a shade? Well, let's maybe that they deserved it. Let's continue. Okay. Okay. Because there's more. Maybe he deserved it. <laughs> it's like a punishment. You, you do the learning. No, no, I don't yeah. mean it in that way. <laughs> this is what he you earned get. it. <laughs> Whatever he earned it. Uh huh. Then in Eruvin, another Jack Dayton Gemara, another Gemara in Eruvin. Yeah. Um, that Yosef Sheda, your buddy. Yeah. I guess I don't know when Joe, you like to talk my guy. about. Yeah. Um, he would often reveal to the Rebbeim their Chidush Torah in innovation insights into the Torah. Yeah. Well, he's an erudite shade. So he clearly also learned Torah. So we yeah. have at least three examples of Shadim who've now learned Torah extensively. Uh huh. I'm just picturing like Rabbi Yonasan, the the shade, like running the basement minion <laughs> in some otherwise completely legit show, and uh, okay. <laughs> Doing like the leading the, the anyway. Okay. It just tickles <laughs> me to think of them like, you know, going off and starting some, you know, offshoot eclectic community. <laughs> and I think it'd be quite popular. Uh, okay. Get written up in tablet. The question is <laughs> um, <laughs> totally would. Okay, there's a lot of questions there. I think we should discuss that maybe <laughs> at the next segment. Okay. But um, I just want to finish up this because there's more Taisvis coming. Mm-hmm. Taisvis in, in Masechus Tainus uh, writes that, um, uh, and find this also in Hulin, another, mm-hmm. it's, it's all over the Gemara is basically what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Um, that uh, Shadim have what's called Rashus. They have permission. Mm-hmm. So we're figuring out what, what you know, the idea of a mitzvah and where it comes from. And for, for humans, it comes from Hashem. Where does it come from? For Shadim, also right. from Hashem. But um, there's something, there's, they have the reshus, they have permission to take money which is not counted. Okay. Right? So like the change from between the couch cushions? Possibly. That okay. could possibly be what it means. It could also mean... Or like the $5 bill you leave in your pants and only find after it's gone through the wash? Why don't you tell me what you mean? Yeah, uh, well... I'm going to continue in the text and we can continue the discussion. We're, but anyway, um, uh, they could also take the uh, sort of extra of um, a bracha, which is not seen by the eye. Right. So there's there can sometimes be a bracha, which is received in, in this world. Uh-huh. And there's like overflow of that bracha that, yeah. that isn't acknowledged. Mm. By humans, mm-hmm. Shadim can take that. You can take that bracha, that extra bracha that isn't acknowledged. Okay. okay. Wait, meaning? What's not clear? <laughs> what does the, so? There's like there's overflow bracha, and they take it. Yeah. Okay. They, in other words, it doesn't. It's not applied to humans after that. Okay. It, it, they have this permission, right? Uh huh. Then there's. Um, I just want to end this with this last piece, which is um, that uh, there's a, 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 a great tzaddik from the late 19th, early 20th century from Iraq, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's the called he's the Baal Kafa Chaim. He's the wrote a sefer called Kafa Chaim. It's a halacha sefer. Okay. And there is a story about him that is told that Shadim would come to him uh, when they wanted to get married, and he would be in the Sadr Kedushin. Shadim who want to marry one another. Yes. Would go to this Iraqi rabbi. Yeah, and he would he would make the chuppah and and kedushin for them. Oh, that's sweet. Right. So think about, <laughs> but why would they need that if they're not keeping the mitzvahs? They could just do whatever. I don't know. So anyway, things to think about. Well, in by way of introduction, life is easier with a partner. You know, you like you want to. <laughs> that's amazing to me. That they, I mean, there's so many questions there. Like, Shadim want to get married. They want to get married Jewishly mm-hmm. by a rabbinic figure mm-hmm. who is the Masadar Kedushin, who is the, you know, person officiating the ceremony. And that this guy would do it. Right? Was it, like, why? He would, he would, yeah, he would prepare the chuppah and everything. Yeah. I don't know if he, I, I, I may have misspoke when I said he was Masadar Kedushin. That I'm not actually, I'm looking at the text again, I'm not sure. But he did... He did prepare the chuppah and kedushin for them. Huh. So. But why? And with that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Thanks, Alan. So we've dealt with this issue of shading using the name of God before, I think in an episode that we called Shalom Shade. And so... That off to the side, there's three other things that we went over, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's Ashmedai, who's like going to, going back to school. Well, well there's there's the, the Shadim who are all learning Torah. Shadim learning Torah, yes. Right. Then there's one Shade in particular who's given the name Rabbi, Rabbi Yonatan. Right, because he's right? learning Torah. Because he's learning Torah and like off running some funky hippie shul in the basement. And... Then the last one was this human rabbi who is helping in some way uh, Shadim get married, which implies that there's like, first of all, that they put some stock in that kind of union, which Mm -hmm. we've which we've discussed before. I mean, there's shade kings and queens and they, you know, there's some kind of arrangement there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But that they're that they're going to a rabbi to make that happen. Right. Right. So, uh yeah, that, that's there's a, a mi- lot. There's a middle one. There's, and there's a middle, middle one. one. What's the middle one? About the shading sort of taking the extra, right? Taking the extra money Oh, yeah, and extra taking bracha. the extra money and extra bracha. Right. It, which feels a little bit like the whole kind of gleaning from the edges of the fields kind of deal. Hmm, interesting. You know, like they get, they don't get the main crop, but they get like the leftovers they're entitled to. Well, the, then the question is, are they entitled to it, right? Because... Um, the, the word there again is reshus, oh. permission. Right. Right. And and so that's a, it's a sort of like a another question. Basically, we have these four or five things. Yeah. That we are using to introduce the uh, the question, the great big question of do shading keep the mitzvahs or not? And if so, in what capacity? Yeah. And and that's what that, this episode is intended to be. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and here's the nice little bow on top of the pack. No, it's not. It's stuff, definitely not that simple. Stuff to think about. Yeah. And we'll, we'll sure. and we'll, hopefully we'll we'll dive into it into it some more. But I'm bringing these topics up as a question of like, well, it, you know, if these things didn't happen, if they didn't exist, if they weren't written in the Gemara, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, why why even bother with the question? 
Do you know what I'm saying? We would not be bothering with the question if it weren't written in the Gemara. <laughs> you think so? I mean, yes. Because we know mean? that we because we already know there are Jewish shadim and non-Jewish shadim. Right. So, you know, Jewish shadim. The question is, Jewish people have the mitzvahs. Why not also Jewish shadim? Right. So. Okay. So as I said before. <laughs> I get it. The okay. Point, the okay. Point it's is, an introduction. This is an introductory episode. We're laying episode. the groundwork. So yes. it makes sense that we will be talking later about Shadim keeping mitzvahs, that now we're starting with them just learning the Torah in the first place, because that's where the mitzvahs come from. Right? So we got to, they have to yeah, know what and, they're going to be keeping. Using God's name. What is this about having right. Rashus permission right. to do something that doesn't seem so kosher? Yeah. Which we already know they're Shadim, so there's that right and then there's like but they get married and they want to have a jewish wedding you know so yeah um, well because they're fun <laughs> i mean who doesn't want to have a fun jewish wedding i imagine a lot of people probably probably don't want... probably people who are not jewish yeah that's, yeah that's what i was thinking that's yeah that kind of narrows the <laughs> narrows the target audience great okay well so, i'm excited to look more into this okay and um yeah thanks alan good times So shade throwers, we are about to embark on the great marathon of fall Jewish holidays that will, you know, totally undermine any work we ever wanted to get done in the entire month of October, but also be amazing and elevating and all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah. And different so, kind of work. Different kind of work. Avoida. Hey. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, so we are the frequency with which we will be podcasting is slim to probably not yeah yeah, yeah okay so but that said that said fear not dear shade throwers because we are very excited to share that for those of you who um live in or near the great state of michigan we are going to be doing a live show you heard that right folks a live show live audience for, take, in front of show. actual <laughs> in front of actual human people and maybe shading who knows mm. who knows we may have shading listeners and maybe they'll come and hang out and and like ask us really annoying questions. Learning, Who knows? Learning Torah. Learning Torah. <gasps> See? See how you brought that full circle? Anyway, we are going to be doing a live taping of Throwing Shade at the Detroit JCC on Tuesday, October 29th, just in time, uh, right before Halloween, which is also very exciting for those of us who care about that. And um, <laughs> so Tuesday, October 29th at the Detroit JCC at 7 p.m. Tickets are 8 bucks. Come if you are in the area. Send your friends if they're in the area. Fly in. Do whatever you got to do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's whatever. We would love to see you. We're really excited about the show. We're so grateful to the Detroit JCC for bringing us in. It's going to be super, super fun. We'll do a live taping. We'll do some Q&A. Maybe we'll have some swag ready. Who knows? Anyway, it's going to be a really <laughs> great time. And we're very excited about it. So check out the Detroit, the JCCDET.org for tickets. Um, and we would love to see you there it's gonna be super fun and then if you can't make it of course there will be a uh, we live in a magical digital age so there's gonna be a recording yeah and we will share that and that will uh either be our next podcast or maybe we'll do one in between we'll see but yeah. alan how excited are you for this show so excited right <laughs> yeah so excited it's gonna be really fun i'm terrified it's, it's gonna be amazing <laughs> it's gonna be amazing um so with that you have, uh, let's close with some action items, right? So first of all is buy your tickets to our upcoming live show, 
on Tuesday, October 29th at the Detroit JCC because it's going to be super fun. And Alan, yeah. any other any other action items? Is there anything else like happening in between that might be of interest or yeah, um, prompt some action on behalf of our, our gorgeous listeners? Well, I'm going to give an action item to our listeners that I'm hoping to also take upon myself. Go to the live taping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, That'd be a good call. Please don't leave me alone. Uh, we we have a lot of chuva to do, and this is the time we we have all year to do it. But this is the time to really focus, really make sure that our actions are the right ones for us. And yeah. we, and when we haven't done the right things in the past year, to make sure to apologize, yeah, and to fix those things in the future, yeah, do a, a chuva shlema. And so I want to first of all. Uh, apologize to you Miriam and to any of our listeners who I Oh my god, you're doing this on the wronged. Air. Should I <laughs> I could do it Thank with, you. I'm going to probably mess up again between now and Yom Kippur <laughs> so um and then uh I could do I could I could apologize to you then as well. But um hopefully not. That's the idea, right? We're doing chuva. We're trying to trying to fix those things. Yeah. And then um second of all, I would like to wish you Miriam and all of our listeners, uh, um, and a healthy, happy, successful, and very um, uh, holy 5780. 5780, man. We're in the 80s. Yeah. Ugh, this is going to be fun. Yes. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm really excited. And I want to add to that. First of all, I'll apologize to you later when we're not talking to a thousand random people. And um, I will also add that I think the concept of chuva is probably one of the most important skills and important things to think about in this crazy 21st century digital what's it all kinds of stuff going crazy age that we live in um and at the same time it can be really hard for lots of reasons for lots of people and one thing that helps me when I think about chuva is that it's not about focusing on the stuff you've done wrong it's about focusing on the idea that you matter so much (laughs) that you have this opportunity that you know, God is, God believes in you as, and is invested in you and in your success and wants you to, wants you to rock it and be the best version of you that you can be. And so we get all these opportunities over and over to keep doing better Mm. for ourselves and the people that we love. And, um, you know, all of us have something that we got to do a little bit better. Um, and, but also I think having that little bit of, self-compassion inside of it and knowing that the reason that we have these opportunities to do better is because God believes in us, right? Not because we suck, not because we've screwed up, but because God knows that we're, God believes in us and sees our, sees our potential. Yeah. So, and we believe in you too. And you're gorgeous and you matter. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, Shade Throwers, uh, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Shana Tovao Mituka. Have a good and sweet new year. Um, wishing all the best to you and the people that you care about and uh, to this whole wide world. Let's get a fresh start and um, keep making things better. What do you say? 
Amen. All right, we'll catch you all next time on another edition of Throwing Shade, Better Living Through Jewish Demonology.